You're listening to the Creating Your Own Path podcast, episode number 54. Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jen Snyder, and as always, you can listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or your favorite podcast app. You can also catch a new episode each week at creatingyourownpath.com. Today's show brings me to the home of Katie Michaels, just outside of Chicago. I've been following Katie's work for years and was super impressed as I watched her transition her beautiful magazine, Offswitch, into an online shop full of cards, totes, and other beautifully designed items, all of which she creates. During the interview, we talked through that transition and what it meant for her as a business owner, the meaning behind the brand Offswitch, and how she's moving forward with her big goals one step at a time. It was an absolute pleasure to finally meet Katie in person and hear more about her story. If nothing else, I know you will all get a lot out of Katie's approach to both life and work. So let's get to the show. Hi, Katie. Hi, Jen. How's it going? Good. How are you? Doing fine. Thank you for letting me come to your space here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for coming. Yeah. So will you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Um, I I guess I've always been creative. I think we're all creative, though. Um, I, uh, I was loud and talkative and loved uh like recording my my voice in a little microphone when I was little oh really just yeah um we actually have a tape from when I was five and I don't know where it is right now but it's some somewhere in the house and it's fun to like listen back on and and uh just just kind of laugh at myself (laughs) and uh but yeah so I was always creative but I think I think we all are um I don't think creativity is reserved for young, old, Mm -hmm. you know, artistic people or people who end up becoming doctors or whatever. It's for everyone. Um, so yeah, I, I, uh, you know, my parents have always been supportive. I, I, uh, have two brothers, two older brothers. So it was the five of us and, uh, and I, you know, went to grade school, high school, and I graduated, uh, with my degree in graphic design. Um, from a college nearby. I've always stayed at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I actually still live at home now, which is something that I think a lot of people might not know about and not kind of advertise, but sure. it's helped me to be able to do the things that I want to do creatively to stay at home. Yeah. And well, plus uh, you live in a really cute neighborhood. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all my parents doing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been good. Um, I've lived here my whole life and, uh, and it's near Chicago, so it's convenient, but, um, it's also, you know, quiet and, and and calmer and yeah, it's been, it's been good. Okay. So, so you went to school for graphic design and I first came to know about your work through your magazine, um, off switch which you've since transitioned into a, a beautiful shop, which we'll talk about soon. Uh, but can you kind of share about the, the history behind Offswitch, the magazine, and kind of why you started it? Yeah, um, I started Offswitch. I decided to start a magazine the, my last day of college. <laughs> um, 
I think right around then was when Ken Folk had just come out, mm-hmm. and I was following people like, um, I don't know, uh, um, Carissa and Andrew Gallo, and they were like some of the founding members, and through them I saw Ken Folk, and I thought, hey, yeah, I, I mean, that was just a small group of friends that, you know, had different creative interests and they came together and they made this magazine and the first issue had just come out and they had um it was it was really small at that point and uh and so I was I saw that and I thought yeah that's awesome and right around then was when I was graduating and I had taken a class in um in like layout design and we had to make a mock-up of like a six or eight page magazine and so me being the person I am kind of made it about myself um, and my blog at the time. And, and I thought, you know, this is really fun. I really enjoy the layout design. But I, at the time, I was also reading blogs and blogging and, and uh, enjoying, you know, seeing all the creative things that people were doing. And so I thought, let's combine it. And I made Off Switch Magazine. Um, the name came from when I was young, like I was saying, I was, I was kind of all over the place. I was loud, I was talkative, everything like that. And so my parents would say that I didn't have an off switch. Ah, and okay. yeah, they meant it more as, you know, not a negative thing, but just like, oh boy, I wish you would calm down a little bit. <laughs> like, give us a break. And uh, that's cute. Yeah, so when I had to think of a business name, all I could think of was off switch. I, I mean, thinking of a business name is just hard in general. So it sure is. It is. <laughs> so the only thing that came to mind was, was off switch, but I decided to kind of turn it on its head a little bit. So maybe it's not such a bad thing to kind of always be, um, you know, going and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, excited for life and, and just... So it kind of flipped it on its head, and and I wanted to make it the idea of living without an off switch. Not that we don't have downtime or, you know, calm, you know, quiet time and everything, but just the whole. Obviously, there's the moderation, but the idea of living passionately, living creatively, um, and kind of always being in the moment. Okay. So well, that actually leads to my next question, just a little bit, because I'm curious, like in your day to day life. What is living without an off switch look like for you? <laughs> um, yeah, probably people probably think I go to you know lots of events and parties <laughs> and like always doing something. No, no, yeah. I'm I love to sit you know at home with the iPad and watch Gossip Girl reruns. So, <laughs> um, but but yeah, I um, it's it means it means just always actively working on myself and and uh, trying to strive for the life that I want. Um, living without an off switch to me means being in the present. It for In my daily life, I guess it would be just every day I'm trying to be better. It might not always <laughs> feel like I'm getting anywhere, but um, just trying to go after the things that matter to me to improve upon myself and just to kind of always be paying attention to what's going on. You know, I, I'm like very introspective. I like to, um, 
kind of examine what's going on in my life and try to make improvements or um, find ways that I can make improvements. And so I guess living without an off switch for me is just kind of a reminder to always be paying attention. Yeah, and kind of just... Um because when you pay attention, you learn things. You learn so much about yourself. I, I think. do. And so, so I'm curious. Uh, there are a lot of uh, <clears throat> tools we can use to kind of stay in the present moment. I like to journal. You know, are there yeah. things that you do? Yeah, I, I, uh, well, well, I, I'm like everyone. Probably, I'm hoping. I'm a little, you know, I, I enjoy Instagram probably a little too much. Yep, me too. So, like <laughs> one, you know, tactile way that. I've helped myself to detach is I stopped getting the push notifications on my mm. phone. And I mean, I was just obsessive about posting and then seeing every time someone liked it and it just came up on the home screen. I didn't even have to flip it to, to go into the phone. I'm like, well, that's just a waste of time. Every <laughs> right. time I pass by my phone, that's what I'm doing. Right. So I took those away and that actually helped. And I mean, there's, there's a lot of different little things, but I am by no means perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm always trying to get better at yeah. at kind of, you know, simplifying things. Yeah. And separating yeah. every now and again. Yeah. Yeah. I completely definitely. understand that. And yes, I love Instagram yeah. more um more maybe than I care to admit. So right, right. I completely I think a understand. Lot of us do. <laughs> yeah. Um so so as I mentioned, you know, we talked about the magazine, but off switch um has transitioned and it's now a shop full of beautifully designed totes, which I have one of them and I love it, Thank um, you. and cards and other printed goods. So why did you decide to essentially pivot the Offswitch brand in that direction? Um, the magazine was great and it lasted for five issues or volumes. Um, but I guess the, the great, I'll start with the magazine just because it's, it's what led to the shop and, sure. and so the magazine it was just me doing it and that is just too much it's for for one person I think um or at least in my experience it was I had my sister-in-law um editing it mm -hmm. for me um so there was like some help in in that respect um and obviously all of the people who contributed were great and I I say that was the best part of the whole experience because I follow like so many of them now and to see the amazing things that they're doing is like, Oh, they were doing something with me too. Like, you know, a few years ago, it's so exciting, but it just became too much for me to handle. And I also, I wanted something that was completely mine. Um, it's, I wanted uh, something that, that, you know, was mine that I was um, making myself without other contributors. While that's great, it's it, I wanted more satisfaction of making it myself from beginning to end, whatever it may be. And um, before I did the magazine, I actually had an Etsy shop and I was selling handmade cards, mm -hmm. which were more like stamped cards and yeah, so I mean that's <laughs> it's like no Etsy shop dies; they all are there, so people could find it. But I'm, oh, really? I'm not going to. I didn't yeah. realize that. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. A lot of those sites, like any Kickstarter, it it never dies. Lives um, on it's, forever. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you failed in any way, the internet reminds you. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks, internet. Right. Yeah. Thanks a lot. But um, so anyway, 
it actually started with the Etsy shop and then and then the magazine. I decided it was time for the magazine to to lay to rest. Um, so I wanted I was trying to think of what was next, and I have always liked designing cards. Um, but at that point, you know my my style and aesthetic and and um, it had all changed, you know, it evolved like sure. it does. And so I was finally starting to get to a point where I was like, okay, I kind of like what I'm putting out there in terms of creative work. Um, so I decided to uh, open up Off Switch Shop, which um, is like stationery and cards. And um, even from what it started, what I was offering at the beginning to what I'll be putting out um through the end of this year and into next year it's I feel like it's totally different like it's evolved again my style and and everything but I'm really I feel like I'm really at a good spot um for for what I'm putting out there and and yeah I I just I love I love um I love where I'm at right now it it feels good feels really good that's exciting and you said something interesting um and I know I create content with a, for a living, right? Sure, so, sure. um, I have a lot of content creator friends and I've spoken to many, um, like bloggers who, who do that where they'll, they'll ramp up and have contributors and then they realize how much it's really hard to manage. Yes. Number one. And number two, it's so strange to see something that, um, maybe is just your voice transition into, uh, more people's voices, mm-hmm. you know, or it kind of um, ends up including other people's voices, right. or vice versa, to see it go the other direction as well, where you maybe you ramp down and you you kind of um, take those other voices away, um, and and so it's interesting that you said that that you wanted something that was you know something you made with your own two hands, kind of right, uh, and I think that happens a lot in a lot of different industries. I I think so. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> you know, because I always didn't know if it was just me or 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 what but um but yeah it's nothing about the contributors mm-hmm. they're wonderful and that's great um but there is something to be said for for doing it 100% yourself and it just is truly your vision and and I felt like I could take 100% of the ownership of right. it whereas when I had the magazine and I had contributors I was like, yeah, wow, I really only did, felt like I did maybe, you know, a 16th of this, I, you know, this, this issue, like right. I, I had one article in it and that, you know, so, um, so yeah, it's, it's been a good, a good move for me. Good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. So you've also got a day job, which, um, I actually think is a great idea for those who are sort of in the building stages and I wish I would have kept my day job a little bit longer. Yeah. I, I don't know if I had kept it longer, if I would still say that, you know, because letting go of that income is right. so hard. Yeah. Um, it's such a big risk. So I'm curious why you've got both going on and then also how, how is it sort of juggling the two? Um, well, it's not easy it's to not juggle easy. the two. No. Um, because I find that every time, every night I come home from work, I'm like, I just want to veg out and not, you know, do off switch um but uh it's you know constantly reminding yourself that that you've got that goal and that you know it's important and you gotta you know when you have the time you work on it 
Um, and so it's, it's still a constant battle. I actually had a, um, a part-time job for, for years um, from back when I was in college mm-hmm. uh, up until April. Uh, and so I recently transitioned into a full-time job. So that's been really interesting. Sure. Um, just not that I wasn't working, you know, on off switch for, for a lot of the day, you know, time um, when I had the part-time job. But just being in an office space for eight full hours, it's, it's a hard transition. Um, and, and it brings on its own stressors mm-hmm. that are completely separate. And so there's just, there's more going on. And um, so it's, it's been a transition and I am like in no way <laughs> have it figured out yeah. <laughs> yet, but, um, but it, I will say that, um, well, because I still live at home mm-hmm. with my parents and having just that part-time job and working on off switch, it, I, I can, I feel such a difference in myself, um, now going to a full-time job and working on off switch because, to be 26 and still living at home and, and not have the income coming in and just the hope and the dream of something, um, it it kind of weighs on you and, sure. and your self-esteem. And so having the full-time job has really helped me to feel like, okay, you know, yes, I'm still working on off switch. That's still priority number one. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel more content with myself and, and better about, you know, the the small chance that things don't work out the way I hope that sure. I've got this thing right you know? um, so that they can help me kind of live in the real world <laughs> um, but but yeah I remember I was listening to a podcast with um, Jen Gotch I think I'm mm-hmm. pronouncing names right and her uh, company Bando oh, right. and she she was talking about how she lived with her parents or her parents helped to support her um, for quite a while before she got going and I always just think like okay well Jen can do it and she can and she can end up doing a com- making a company like Bando I'm like okay it's not this. yeah like don't <laughs> feel down on yourself that you mm-hmm. still live at home you know and I and I say that it's slightly embarrassing to mention it but at the same time there are other people who are living at home or who might see people on Instagram kind of trying to make it on their own and, and maybe that wasn't the best option. Maybe if they could have stayed home or mm-hmm. if they could have worked a full-time job a little bit longer, it would have made things easier. And yep. and so um, I just I say it to just kind of make any of those people who are in my position and kind yeah. of feel a little bit of doubt, um, it's okay. Right, it is okay. It's so okay. And, yeah. uh, you know, I wish more people would talk about it. Right. Um, because I... Um, you know, I'm married and my husband, he, he works the nine to five, which is mm-hmm. awesome. And we have health insurance and right. all those fancy things. Health insurance um, is amazing. <laughs> health insurance is great. And, um, there are times when let's say it's a slow month yeah, and I don't feel like a contributing member to society. And that's a really hard and, and not that I'm not working just as hard in those months because I'm usually, um, focusing on something else that might make me money down the road. But when you don't have that income coming in steadily, uh, it does, it can take a toll. And it's not to say that everything comes down to dollars and cents, but, but, uh, to be self-sufficient money helps, right? Right. right. A paycheck helps. And so, and so I think it's important to talk about those things. And I've 
definitely thought about even getting a part-time job or, you know, um, maybe during the slow season because sometimes the fall is slow for me. Right. So I've thought about doing that. I've thought about just getting a full-time job and working on the side on things. So I've tried, you know, kind of in my head, I've thought about all of the different scenarios that could possibly um, make things work a little bit better for me as well. So it's, I think it's common. I think people have to just see what works and there's no shame, no shame in any of it. Well, thank you. (laughs) As long as you're doing, you know, you're doing, you're living life without an off switch, right? Um, Right. It just, it doesn't have to look like um, maybe the shiny things you see on Instagram because you don't see all of it, you know? Right. And so I think, uh, yeah, I think it's important to talk about that sort of stuff. So I appreciate you you sharing that. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about the shop again, because I know that you've got some really exciting things happening. Yes. Uh, and so will you share a little bit about where you see Offsitch heading in the future? If you can talk about what you might be releasing in the in the coming yeah. months. Okay. Well, hey, why not say it here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, and this is all very, everything, things could change and, and fall through. So I don't, I, it's, everything's just a process and, and I'm working on it all right now. But the goal is um, to be in the National Stationery Show next year. That would be exciting. Yeah. So it was like right around the first of the year, I had been wanting to be in it and maybe I should say what the National Stationery Show is so it's a trade show in New York City uh, at the Javits Center um, and it's every May Mm -hmm. and uh, it's gosh I should know but I think it's about three days long okay and um, and it's all the stationery designers greeting card designers Um, this is this is their trade show Uh, so I, it's the opportunity to have all kinds of big stores like Anthropology and um, Crate and Barrel and and you know Urban Outfitters and all of those uh, and their their representatives come through and, and look at the, your booth and possibly buy from you by wholesale to sell in their store or mm-hmm. it's you know little mom and pop shops mm-hmm. all ca- across the country and the world they've got their people that come in and they look around, and they place their orders for, for the entire year. And to be in this show is is, is a big deal. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it costs money and, and uh, the time and the commitment and building your booth and designing it and everything. So it's, it's a big goal, but I also know that it's achievable, and it's something I've wanted to do for a few years now. Every May, I'm I'm you know following everyone who's who's there. Yeah. I'm like, oh gosh, I want to be there so bad, you know. Right. So this past May, my mom and I uh, went to New York and we walked the show. Yeah, it was exciting. And um, I just got goosebumps a little yeah. bit. So. <laughs> yeah, it was like you know because people had said we'll walk the show the year prior and and that you know we'll kind of let you see okay this is this is what everyone's doing and you kind of get an idea of what it's like. And I thought, well, if I don't walk it this year, then I'm I'm not going to be doing the show in the show for at least a couple more years. So I thought, well, I gotta I've got to walk it this year. I gotta go. And then if if it doesn't work out, you know, May of 25th, 2016, mm-hmm. um, this coming May, then then that's okay. But at least I've walked it and I've got that kind of out of the way. Well. Um, we walked in, and I left feeling like, I could do this. Yeah. And my mom left, like, oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> so 
I think I had like seen more pictures and knew what sure. was going on more. And I, I went and I thought, this is like, I, I, I don't want to um, speak negatively of anyone, but I, I saw little imperfections mm-hmm. in things. I saw the how it was just real. It was, you know, right. sometimes issues happen with your booth or your, the wallpaper you put up in your booth or, or whatever, and, and it's not perfect. And if you see a picture of it, you know, sometimes you lighten the, uh-huh. you know, or contrast, put more contrast on it. Things get cropped. Yeah, and, right. right. You don't see. So I saw some some imperfections and thought, oh, okay, so this, I can do it. It doesn't have to be perfect. I can, right. I can do this, you know. And just start smaller, start simpler, and then if I go in the following year and, and kind of amp it up a little or whatever you want to say. Sure. So I, um, I, that was exciting to go and to walk it, and now um, next next May I'm hoping to be in it. Um, I don't want to promise anyone anything to anyone, sure. but, but that is the goal. And uh, so what that means for me is because I'm just mainly design stationery, some, some prints, um, that sort of thing, but mainly some tote bags too, mm-hmm. like yeah. you mentioned, um, but mainly stationery, ma- mainly greeting cards. So the goal is to have at least 50 different designs. Okay. That's about a full line, 40 or 50 okay. is like the smaller end, mm-hmm. <laughs> the low end. But, um, but yeah, so the goal is to d- design 50 cards and I'm like three quarters of the way okay. through with designing them. But then the, uh, the other issue is printing. Right. And so I don't know, some people might know, but when you print, uh, you know, a greeting card or, a magazine or whatever it might be, uh, and you go to a printer, you have to print a certain number of them in order for the cost per item to be low enough to actually sell and then to sell wholesale, you know, to sell retail, but even to sell wholesale. So, um... Yeah, not not everybody probably understands what that markup right. might look like, but right. you do have to have that minimum price low enough for it to even make sense for you to sell them. Yes, yeah. exactly. So for basically for wholesale for a greeting card, if I were to sell the card for four dollars um, retail, which is like what a store say it's in Paper Source, okay, Paper Source would sell the card for four dollars. Well, if I'm selling wholesale to them, mm-hmm. I'm selling the card for two dollars right okay so they at least double it now stores like paper source or anthropology tend to knock it up even more um which i'm sure we all uh, you know already realized but um so that means the cost of making the card for me has to be um well if i sell it for two dollars then then i'm it has to be the the one dollar and um so you have to take all that into account and it's risky to print a few hundred, a few thousand, or whatever of of one design, mm-hmm. and and you, I just said I need the fifty of them. Right. So just imagine how much money and how many cards I have to be sticking into different corners of the house. You know. Right. Um, so it just space wise and money wise, it's just not worth the risk. But I want the exposure of what the National Stationery Show can hopefully provide me. Mm-hmm. So um, I desi- decided to buy a letterpress and <laughs> print the cards myself. Uh-huh. So we'll see how it goes. Okay. Um, I actually 
it's all happening right now, and I, I that's why I've been kind of quiet um, on Instagram and, and, and whatnot for the summer, just because I started the new job and the stressors of that and the transition, and then off switch is moving along. Like, it's really exciting, but it's also, like, yeah, we just had our garage floor redone. <laughs> So, so that you can so put I the, can put the letter press in there. Like that's really exciting, you guys. You want to see a picture of a floor? You know, not really. So, so you know, I'm waiting and you know until until I have things to actually show people. But but yeah, it's actively happening. Um, I'm buying a letter press from someone in Southern Indiana. Okay. So we've driven down to see it. I've met it. I have a photo. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and my brother and my dad are going to drive down and get it uh, and bring it back. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so um, I have printed and my things myself before. Yeah. Um, I worked for a nonprofit, and our marketing department was had to be pretty scrappy. And we printed a lot of, like, postcards and newsletters in-house. Mm-hmm. On a regular printer. Yeah. And had to do all the folding ourselves and all the stuff. So that's a lot of production work. It is. But is it worth it for you to do the production like that yourself and maybe have some like long days and nights? Yeah. To save the cash? Definitely. Okay. Um, it's, yeah, I had a, my cousin um, who's wonderful, she said to me, uh, I, I told her about buying the letterpress, and her first reaction was like, well, what if when you go to the show and you get a big order like how are you gonna fill it and I'm like that's the problem I want to have okay I I like give me throw me the problems where I I you know need to spend all night filling an order for a thousand cars for anthropology like that's the goal so that is a bring good it, problem bring it on yeah <laughs> that's that's where I'm at I and of course part of me is kind of you know like just like, sure, sure, it'll be fine, you know, and I'm sure it'll be stressful, and I'm, like, yeah. you know, not thinking too hard about it, just because I don't want to freak myself out, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the problem I want to have, and okay. I really don't see another way for me, mm-hmm. for my business, to make it work, um, other than me printing them. I can print smaller runs, um, and so I only have to print, say, 50 of, of a certain design. And then if it's a total bust, I'm out my own time, which is whatever. You know, right. I, I didn't have to pay for my time. And I'm, I'm out the cost of those, those 50 cards. It's, it's, and the plate, um, like the, the plate uh, is what you need in letterpress. It's um, kind of like a hard plastic mm-hmm. um, stamp, basically, um, that makes the impression. So um, I'm out the cost of that and and the cards and my time and that's it. So if it fails, it fails. Or if it doesn't sell at the show, if I go if I go make it to the national stationery show, if it doesn't sell there, that's fine. Then okay. I can just lay it to rest, you know. Whereas if I had had someone else print it, I I would have to find a way to do I discount those mm-hmm. cards? Do I you know because I have. 500 of them or what however many I see so and having them kind of sitting around the house staring at you would be a bummer too it really is because I've got some of those right now and I'm like oh gosh I just could please someone just I just need them gone (laughs) right so that I can move on you know emotionally yeah so yeah yeah, that's it's exciting though buying the letterpress and I'm you know I'm a little bit in over my head I I know but I don't see that as a bad thing because no. I'm so excited about it. And yeah. I, I'm, this is 
this is where I want to be, and it's I'll figure it out. Sure. Well, and I have a question. So you, you're buying a letterpress, mm. and obviously the printing process with letterpress is very different than, say, traditional, you know, normal like, yeah, printing, where you, printing, where you might send it out and get a 1,000 at a time. Right, right. Um, and so can that potentially allow you to charge a different price for it, or how, how does that work? Because I know I would pay more for a letterpress card versus something that was just on a laser printer or whatever. Right, digitally printed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, definitely. Um, the cards would sell for more, and, and certain cards are going to have multiple passes through right. the press. So it's so, like you can feel the difference. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like Because with letterpress, um, each color goes on one at a time. So okay. if I wanted to have a saying in black ink, but then I wanted to put a red heart somewhere on it, let's say, that would be two separate plates two separate stamps, so to speak. I'm saying stamp kind of helps no, that makes, some people it's a good visual. Uh, yeah, understand it a little more. So uh, it's multiple passes through the press. You're, you're basically printing on that same card twice. So okay. um, whereas another card, you might only run it through once. It might just be one color. Okay. And that m- multiple passes is more time and... Mm-hmm. and um, so, yeah, it, you can definitely charge a little bit more for letterpress. It's handmade, especially the fact that I'll be, at this point, um, printing them myself as mm-hmm. opposed to outsourcing the letterpress printing, um, although that could be an option in the, in the future. That would, you know, mm-hmm. I have, I, the future is, like, wide open sure. <laughs> for me. I have no idea what it's going to turn into um, in a year or two, but right now this is this is the option that... It just feels like it's the only option. It just feels right for me. But, yeah, you can charge a little bit more. And um, and I, I've been talking to friends, and, and they're saying, like, you should have a party, like, so people can actually see you and letterpress right. printing and understand. And so I might do some videos. I think that would be fun. That would be helpful, probably. Yeah, so, so people understand that letterpress is a little bit more, um, you know, of a time-intensive mm-hmm. thing than a type of printing than, than you know, like a... a digital. Yeah, digital yeah. printing, so... No, that makes complete sense. Well, I'm really excited to see what comes out of it. And so I have to ask, because I've seen a lot of patterns happening on your Instagram. Yes. So yes. are those for cards, too? Yes, they are. Oh, okay. They they're are. beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, those are... You know, it's interesting, and this is kind of veering off, but... In terms of, like, the progression of style, it's just, it's so interesting, and and I love seeing things come full circle, because I would make doodles like that in the back of my notebooks when I was in high school. Okay. And then you see, you get influenced by other people, and you see what other people are doing, and, and there's a ton of people doing hand lettering right now, so... Um, it's a, it's a really thick market, sure. but, um, saturated market, but I, and so I, you know, I would kind of try to do like, okay, this is what's popular, you know, and try to do what other people are doing for lack of a, a better way to say it. And, um, and I find that I just kind of always keep coming back to what I've done, you know, an, an updated version of, of you know. Um, an updated version of my old doodles, but at the same time, it's just what naturally comes out when I pick up my my brush. Okay. You know, that's 
that's just what I what I come up with because I don't consider myself an artistic person like I an artist my you eyes know? just got really big you guys I know you can't <laughs> see me but I was like really I mean I consider myself creative but I don't okay I don't think of myself as being an artist I I look at other people's work and I think oh my goodness like there's no way I could do that okay. they are and and I'm not even going to try to pretend and at this point I've gotten I've gotten to a point where I can stop comparing myself and my work and 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 just think I if, as long as I like what I'm doing we're all good yeah you know yeah as long as I'm proud of those 50 cards and my patterns and my lettering and what I put out we're all good that's fine um but well I think it shows yeah too when people are happy with their work yeah I so. think so I think so definitely and when you kind of like find your groove mm-hmm. I think things start to click and and people notice that and so I feel like I've kind of hit that, and um, and the patterns are just fun. <laughs> they are fun. They're really beautiful. Yeah, thank you. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, so they'll be, um, the, the plan is to kind of have them as backgrounds for some of the lettering, um, oh, okay. to maybe print them in like a very light color, and then have the lettering on top. That's, that's one of the ideas. I'm considering like doing some of those uh, giant um, posters, like the the blueprint sort of, mm-hmm. um, forget, like on a plotter, you know, you print it on a plotter, like a three by three or something, considering those, considering, you know, letter pressing some prints and I don't know, it's just uh, like so many options. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to, I've even thought like, oh, what if I put them on a tote bag, some patterns, or if I did some, uh, of the temporary tattoos. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's just, there are a lot of ways to yeah. kind of turn it into different things. So. Yeah. And to kind of have multiple products with you know just to keep things kind of cohesive Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to keep it simple in terms of not too many colors you know because I'm printing myself and it's a lot of cars and I do realize (laughs) that it's going to be a lot of work and I don't want to make it too complicated um, for myself at the beginning so so we'll see I I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see all of those things kind of come to fruition. Thank and you. I'm very excited that you're getting your letter pressed soon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you create, like you said, you create and ship all of your items from just outside of Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, you know, I'm, I'm on this road trip. I'm traveling all over the place. Yeah. And I'm curious, what about the Chicago area kind of keeps you inspired and, and why, you know, aside from you know, having the luxury of living at home and like, yeah. you know, having that kind of as a, um, a support system. Why Chicago? Why, why stay here and create here? Um, well, it's something that I, I've thought about for a number of years now of like, I think I was meant to live somewhere warmer. Okay. So, but I think a lot of us <laughs> living in the Midwest or anywhere where you get the cold winters feel that way. So, um, but I, uh, I basically, I would say that I'm still here because of family, uh, not just because I live with my parents, sure. but just because I don't know that I would really enjoy living so far away from my mom, you know, yeah. or just the rest of my family. Sure. Um, so, so yeah, I would say family is, is what keeps me here, but I'm so glad that we live, you know, on a good day with not a lot of traffic, you can get into Chicago in 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Um, I do like going into the city. I don't do it, you know, as much as I'd probably like to, but like that's where I was taking letterpress classes. Oh, okay. Um, so just 
lots of opportunities with that with a big city like that so close um or you can hop on the train and and get in and, and not have to worry about traffic so so yeah okay so uh you know a lot of people listening are maybe um they want to start a side project or yeah. they want to just jump in with both feet or however they want to approach their impending creative career <laughs> yeah so I'm curious what advice would you give those people um, I would say to just start, um, to just go for it because you're never going to be ready, uh, ever. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, no matter how, like for me, you know, when I think of like in my arena, um, you know, rifle paper company is kind of like, okay, that would be awesome, you know? Sure. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people have heard of rifle so they're sold in so many stores and, and all of that but Anna rifle bond is still having you know transitional issues and 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 growing pains and right. learning new things and everything and no matter how successful you get you're you're still going to be improving upon what is and so you might as well just start and that doesn't mean to start naively. <laughs> do do put a little bit of thought into it. Sure. Um, but but yeah, I think sometimes we scare ourselves too much. And I think that's you know one thing like with the letterpress. It's like yeah, I could have freaked myself out and and never done it. But I, you know, I I, I guess I'm of the um, of the feeling that if I don't try, I'm always going to wonder. Right. And so, whether or not I do the stationary show this year, or for some reason, knock on wood, I don't want it to happen, but if for some reason it doesn't happen this year and it happens next year, you know, in 2017, um, I, I won't feel content until that goal of mine, that I've tried it. And I, I don't care if I fail, you know, and failing might mean that I don't get many orders or I don't make my money back or whatever feeling means to any individual. Mm -hmm. It's all different for all of us. But if I don't, if I don't try it, I'm always going to wonder. And I don't, I don't want that because I just don't want that eating at me, you know? Um, so, so I guess I would say just, just do it just, um, because, because if it means that much to you, it's, it's worth it to give it a shot that's great advice yeah that's really good advice I love um I'm a big fan of trying yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, and trying new things like and if it doesn't work try something else Mm -hmm. you know I mean the ideas that I had for the the patterns or the type of printing and stuff for for the line of cards it's totally changed you know just from being practical in terms of okay what can I do as one person and and money wise and and you know okay in my head that looked great but I tried it out and it doesn't in execution (laughs) yeah no it doesn't so it's just um okay you've got a goal and you're just gonna make it work and so trial and error and the other thing is I've um there I've listened to some people um talking I, I don't know maybe it's it's popular uh thing right now I I don't know I feel like I've just started hearing about it which it's not like a revelation but um the idea of setting a a giant goal like a really big goal Mm -hmm. and then breaking that goal into smaller goals Mm -hmm. 
and then that into even smaller ones where it's like day to day, week to week. And I feel like for me, that's what the stationary show is. Um, it's not necessarily all about that big end goal, but how that has helped to drive my whole year so far. Mm. Um, getting the stationary show, um, doing that in, in May of, of next year, which is 2016, I decided that I wanted to try for that, uh, like right around the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. So that made me go, okay, I need to get a full-time job. I need to help pay for this. So I got a full-time job. That influenced my life in, in different ways. Then I said, okay, well, how am I going to print these cards? You know, I need to take, I need to do the letterpress. Mm -hmm. So I got to take classes. And then, okay, we're going to buy a, a press. And so now we're at that stage. But it's just, and, and there's just more stages that'll, that'll keep happening. Mm -hmm. And it's really about all of that and how it's influencing my life in ways beyond off switch. Um, you know, getting the job and, and other more personal ways. Um, sure. You know, just everything kind of influences everything else. Um, even if you're just, your goals are your business goals it still influences your personal life. Absolutely. So it's it's really, you know, whether or not May of next year happens mm -hmm. the way I hope it does, it's really about that big goal and how it influenced everything else. Yeah. So. Now it's a good way of looking at things. And I think, um, you know, time passes regardless. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and it, you might as well be working towards a big goal. Exactly. And yeah. it passes, it passes me by. Like, if right. I'm not, if I don't have something like this, and I think a lot of people are like that, if they don't have goals that they're working toward, um, they kind of just, they're just living, you know? Yeah, it's, sure. And, and you're just going day by day, and you're not really... Um, maybe feeling fulfilled or, or, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But I think having those can really help you to, to, to feel, you know, well, it helps me feel better about myself, sure. you know. So Yeah, no, that's great advice. All right, so we're just going to wrap things up. Sure. So where is the best place online for people to find? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at offswitchshop or on my website at offswitchshop.com. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Katie. I appreciate yeah. your time today. Thank you so much for coming, Jen. It's so great to meet you in person. Yeah, it's <laughs> great to meet you. And I wish you luck with your road trip. Thank you. You're welcome. That was Katie, you guys. As she mentioned, you can check out Offswitch by heading over to offswitchshop.com. You can also find her on Instagram at offswitchshop. And if you want to say hello and follow along with the CYOP road trip, you can find me at Jennifer E. Snyder. As always, I've linked up to everything we mentioned throughout the episode over at creatingyourownpath.com. And please remember, if you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to head over to iTunes, leave a review, and hit that subscribe button. It means a lot to me to have you all listening, and every review and new subscriber helps other people find the show. Thanks for listening, you guys, and I'll catch you next week.